Welcome to the Celebration Community Church Podcast, where we exist to meet God, grow in Him, and serve through Him. Hello and welcome to the C3 Podcast. My name is Nathan. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. We have another TLDL episode for you. For, if you're unfamiliar with that term, that stands for Too Long Didn't Listen. It's where we recap our previous interview with something that is just a little bit more manageable over a cup of coffee or on the way to work or something like that. It gives you a, a brief summary of what we talked about while still being a a more manageable amount of time to listen. So we're talking about prayer, and Derek and I talked with Pastor Brant about prayer, and the overwhelming narrative that came through in this episode, at least in my opinion, was that prayer is something that's accessible. And I just want to look at two scriptures quickly that show us that God wants to hear our prayers. They're going to be from pretty different abstract parts of the Bible, one's from the Old Testament and one's from the New Testament. These may not be prescriptive, but they might be descriptive of how God might view us as we know and can hope that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, as the scriptures tell us as well. So we're starting in Genesis 16, and it's going to be in, it's going to be in verse 13. So if you look at the heading of chapter 16, this is about Sarai and Hagar. This is Abraham's wife and then Abraham's wife's slave. And there's this whole narrative in Genesis about Abraham not being able to have a son through Sarai. Later, God changes his name to Sarah and they conceive and have a son, Isaac. But first, Sarai, and you know, this is a little bit strange. It's not quite how we do things today. But Sarai says that Abraham should just have a son through her slave, Hagar. So Abraham complies, and then Sarai starts to mistreat Hagar. It says in verse 6 that Sarai dealt harshly with her, her being Hagar, and Hagar fled from Sarai. There is this interaction with an angel of the Lord, and after this interaction that the angel of the Lord says that Hagar will be taken care of, that her son Ishmael will be taken care of as well, Hagar calls God el Choi. Now, I probably butchered that pronunciation. I've actually admittedly been working on it for five or ten minutes as I prepare for this episode. But what it means is the God who sees me. That's one of the names that Hagar gives us for God, El Choi, the God who sees me. And believer, I just want to encourage you that God sees you as well. It doesn't matter where you are. Hagar doesn't even seem to be necessarily favored in terms of the the Genesis account other than being taken care of by God. And Think of think of that. Hagar is someone of very, very low status in her time, but God sees her. 
And we may be lowly of status or of heart, and we can rest assured in the fact that God sees us as well. And he wants to know and to provide for us in our our desires, and he wants to commune with us. And that leads us all the way to one of the pastoral epistles, and that's 1 Timothy. And we're going to read in 1 Timothy 2, and this is aptly named, Pray for All People. I'm just going to start in verse 1 of 1 Timothy 2, and I'm going to go to verse 6. And here's what it says. It says, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. We should pray for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. So what Paul is communicating to his successor, I guess you could call him Timothy, is that prayers should be offered from everyone and for everyone because it's part of a godly life. And there's this encouragement that's a bit like a teaching moment. He says there's one mediator between God and man, and that's Christ Jesus. And what we can take from that is there is nothing that we are doing to separate ourselves from the mediation of communication between God and us. That's a function that Jesus takes on. It's not something we earn or is taken away from us, but Jesus is the mediator between God and us. It's through him, through his life, his death, and ultimately his resurrection that we can rest assured that when we go to God, He answers us. As Pastor Brandt was saying on January 3rd, Jesus is our great high priest who is able to empathize with us, having taken on our condition. And then he now serves in the function of mediation between God and humanity, both from an experience of salvation and a present, current mediation. We know that through Jesus, God can hear us, and he is extending an ear of love to you. So regardless of how prayer has gone for you, if you felt like God has heard your prayers or you felt like God has forgotten you, I just want you to take some solace in the fact that that God is a God who sees us. And that the mediation between God and us is one that is carried out by Jesus, our Lord, the one who goes before. And we can rest assured that God hears us. Perhaps God doesn't have answers that we like, or perhaps they're not in our time. But we know that his promise is to be near to us. So as you go about your week this week, Try to be more cognizant and more aware of the fact that we don't just live in a world that's absent of the presence of God, but He is near. He is listening. And He's waiting for even just a simple profession of faith or an exclamation of intimacy from you.
Church, we love you. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you. And here's a sneak peek from next week's episode concerning the Bible. Grace and peace. This is why I think it's helpful to call the Bible a library rather than a book. Because in a library, there are different sections. You can go to the fiction section. You can go to the nonfiction section. You can find books of poetry. You can find um, philosophical works. Likewise, in the Bible, there are different genres within the Bible that we need to read how they're supposed to be read. Yeah. I shouldn't read a proverb like it is always tr- like I would read one of the laws. Right. Also, I need to discern whether or not historically where we are in the story of God because I'm not going to read a law of Leviticus like I'm going to read the laws that Jesus commands yeah. or the commands of Jesus because I see that as superseding. <laughs>